We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In a tremendous uh, second half effort offensively. Um, we just couldn't get a stop. We couldn't rebound. We'd been rebounding better, uh, but the rebound, was that was the difference at the end of the game, and they shot well from the three, and we're still not shooting very well there. But it was a tremendous effort, and uh, it just got away at the end. What did you see from Barama today overall? You know, he's, he's just he, – they're doubling. They're leaving him and the guards on him. They're switching, so we got a mismatch at the guard spot. We make the play, and he's there to rebound, and we're not, we're not getting it against the guard. So, you know, he's got to make plays down there in those situations, and uh, – you know, he's just, he's not doing it. Marek and Barama, you know, have to play better. Marek had spurts today, but he's, I think he's better than he's played the last couple games. Florida State's a really good team. They got a lot of guys, they come at you hard. And we had a better than Eve. We had a very good chance to win today. Well, our defense hasn't been good down the stretch. We have closed out several games this year. Close games. We've won four very close games that we have closed out. So you're not going to win all the close games you have. We got to get stops. We got to rebound to win games like this, and we couldn't do it. Okay. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Sunday. It is. Yes. Sunday. I get is that the, happy? I get the day right without looking. Proud of myself. No, you should so. know. You're supposed to be Daytona. <laughs> That's right. It's Daytona Sunday. And, and we both uh, got to work tomorrow. And we both got to work tomorrow. But the race is postponed till 4, I think. I should be done. I should be home. I can make it happen. So, anyway. Uh, the Orange come up short against number 8, Florida State, 80-77, to surrendering another late lead. They fall to 14-11, 7-7 in the ACC. And uh, Syracuse will stay on the road. They are going to face the now number 5, Louisville Cardinals Wednesday at 7. We'll see um, where they end up, I guess, in the rankings tomorrow. Obviously, this is being recorded before that. So, um, one thing real quick, it's, speaking of Louisville, after that game, we are we have a bit of a scheduling conflict. Don't we do, Joe, still? A little bit? Yeah. Joe's going to be um, heading home for the Georgia Tech game on... Thursday, so don't know if he's going to be available Thursday or Friday or any of those days. So if we can squeeze it in, we'll squeeze it in. If we can't, we can't. If I can figure something else out, I'll figure something else out. But um, just so you know, so you have a heads up. Um, SoundCloud's done. I exnade that. So hmm. we talked about that last week. So anyways, uh, that is it. That is it. Let, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, yes. Of course. Of course. Listen, if you want to bet online. If you know what betting online is all about, uh, check out mybookie.ag. If you don't know what betting online is all about, go ahead, check it out, see if it's right for you. You can always get with mybookie's patient customer service team. They can answer any of your questions and walk you through the process. But once you decide to do what you're going to do, um, you know whether you're the kind of guy or gal who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big 
favorites of the week. Parlays are perfect because they let you bet on multiple games together for a much bigger payout. The XFL is in full swing. We've got, obviously, the uh, March Madness stuff is going to be coming up shortly. You can get in on some of that. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go over to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. So support your team or don't support your team, whether you bet on them or against them. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game with mybookie.ag. Uh, uh, mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate that offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash up to 1000 bucks on your first deposit. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Thank you, MyBookie. All right. So, uh, the Seminoles would regain... Uh, the lead by one after an MJ Walker th- uh, three-pointer w- was good, and he was followed by uh, Joe Girard. Uh, he'd, he'd make the end one, obviously. The lead would swap back a couple times coming down the stretch until uh, Raekwon Gray, he made a couple free throws with 1.15 left to put FSU up by three. Hughes had a chance to tie it with a three at the end. It looked true uh, until it wasn't. It looked good, but it, <laughs> it, it was just uh, it was close enough to make you want to vomit. Um, that would be the last shot of the game, and the Seminoles extend their home court win streak to 20. The good, Hughes looked like he, he's going to be fine. He scored a game-high 25 points. I thought he moved good. He looked a little ginger in the beginning. He, he did some kind of weird little split thing. Um, I guess there was, the court was yeah. wet or something. That did not look good. He came back in. Uh, all is well, I think. I think we're good. I think we're good. We'll see. Uh, JG3, 5 for 12 from 3, finishing with 22 points, Joe. Pretty good from his 1 for 10 effort against NC State. Um, The grit of this team, the, the the way that this team fights and just never gives up, I got to put that in the good category. Um, you know, they they came back from 11 and they put themselves in position to win this game. 44.4% from the field in Syracuse. Uh, led points in the paint, 40-24. to 24. That's uh, pretty good. The bad, I'm going to go with the game itself. Uh, the way I look at it is that if we don't beat Louisville in this next game, then you know we may look back on this game against Florida State as the biggest missed opportunity of the season because it was just right there for the taking. Uh, Syracuse is, has you know a constant inability to close games out, and it's kind of been their Achilles heel this year. We heard Coach say, well, you can't win them all, you can't win them all, and that's true. It is true, but um, there's been so many close ones. It's you know it's a handful you can pick from. The ugly Buddy Beheim zero for seven from the field, over five from three point land, zero points. Um, if Buddy contributes in this game, we win. And um, I think that's plain and simple. It's not any one thing. There's a bunch of things you could point to that would probably um, Syracuse would probably come out with a win if they did. If, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. But that's the one thing that sticks out to me on the stat sheet. Um, Syracuse was negative 18 on the boards. They got beat 47 to 29. Ugly, 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 Joe. So, yeah. Um, what's up? What do you think? No, it's not a good day when the other team has more offensive rebounds than you do defensive rebounds, right? So, <laughs> yeah. They outscored us 20 to 19 as far as that was concerned. And, uh, again, second team in a row that's shot in uh, 11 to 25 from the three-point line uh, against us for 44%. NC State shot the exact amount, made the exact amount, uh, and that's your ball game right there. I mean, you can chop it up to this person didn't score that, this person didn't. I mean, we shot 7 to 25 from the three-point line. They shot 11 to 25, but we, overall field goals, we shot a better percentage. We were shot a better percentage in the free-throw line. Better with the turnovers. Uh, it all came down to, again, and like it has in a lot of our losses this year, it's the three-point shooting and it's the uh, rebounding. Rebounds. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. we just give up way 20 offensive rebounds. It's way too many second-chance points, man. Um, and that's all that they did, right? I mean, we talked about it. They made threes and then second-chance points. Yeah, believe it or not, off of off of all those rebounds, all those offensive rebounds, Joe, the Seminoles only scored twelve second chance points. We scored thirteen actually. So I mean, yeah. but but again, and and that goes to my point though is that you know 
whether you want to say, you know, if Buddy scores four points, we win, or if you know we cut those, that if we if we're negative nine on the boards for crying out loud, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, if 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 we just go negative nine on the boards and pull out that win, at at Tallahassee, I mean, we're talking, we're having a totally different show right now. So well, yeah, and it all doesn't. Yeah, we definitely are. And I thought we were again, we were right there, just like the NC State game. Um, and when it comes to the offensive rebounds, there's a couple times there. I remember right out the gate in the second half, what they do? They stole the ball, got the offensive rebound, and then they ran the shot clock down, got the offensive rebound again. I mean, not only obviously does it come back to get you as far as second chance points sometimes, but even if it doesn't, uh, sometimes they can go through you know a couple of different possessions, go through the clock. I mean, they're taking away possessions from you too, so. Uh, that's kind of the other thing that that does. But overall, uh, you can't really ask the team to play that much better. And uh, when you got guys that are just down there that are just bigger and physical, more physical than you, uh, I mean, gray down there was a load, but they just kept coming in waves. Like we said, that they were going to, and inevitably, I just think that they wore us out there. Uh, we got in some foul trouble and we just didn't make the right shots that we needed to make. Yeah, Doljai with three quick ones, real quick ones, two really quick ones, two in the first two minutes, two minutes and two seconds. I keep correcting myself. It was two in the first two minutes, two seconds. He ended up getting another one not not long after that, sat for a while, and then he never got another one again. So yeah, um, showed some restraint there. Well, all right, let's do it. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, y'all know the deal. You go to the socials at the end of every game. I prompt you to give your thoughts on the game. You do so. I read them. Joe reads them. We take a look and decide, you know, what do we want to talk about? And we pick your comment based on that. Try not to bloviate too much before we get to fan feedback anymore because that's kind of the idea. We want you guys to create the conversation and direct the show, basically. So we try to say very little in the beginning. You know, just trying to to keep it fan base as much as possible. So um, with that said, uh, Joe, do you have Facebook? You want me to start? Yeah, I got you Facebook. Me, yeah. All right, you want me to start off with some Twitter real quick? Because I got a good one right here. Yeah, right. go ahead. At ZW Rodburn on Twitter, the record of this team is not indicative of the level this team has played for the last month and a half. Buddy has to do, has to be better. It would be interesting to see this team in the field, in the field the, the field of 68. Uh, we could uh, could be a deep run kind of team lost to top 10 team. So we could that's to your point that you've said before about you know this team could go into the tournament and in and shock people we lost to a top 10 team what are you going to do kind of thing but you know you gotta you gotta still get that signature win and we're going to talk about that joe but what do you think you know you kind of touched on the last episode actually now i'm thinking about it the the record of this team is not indicative to the level that they've been playing at you know right yeah we haven't been an easy out for really anybody and Again, a younger team that's still trying to figure certain things out. Buddy's going through a slump right now. Uh, I'd like to think that our defense could get better, uh, especially with throws and closing out at the three-point shooters. But uh, yeah, we, we're a type of team, and we've showed it here in in the recent you know history of our team being able to get in as a ten seed or or something like that. You know, bubble team and making a little bit of a run. Uh, you know, unless you play in the ACC and you play us all the time, it's really hard to adjust <clears throat> to that two-three zone, especially depending on how many days off you get and stuff like that. So, and we have shooters. We got guys that, again, Elijah Hughes is really, really good. Uh, him not being a hundred percent, him still doing the things that he did uh, yesterday was pretty impressive. So, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't want to play us if I was anybody. And again, I think we passed the eye test. It's just. Getting the resume good it's enough to be on, able to make the tournament. Just on paper. On paper, it's not. It doesn't look great. No, it doesn't. Um, so, well, let me la- ask you this. You know, he says Buddy has to be better. Buddy has to be better for us to win. We, this is like the the third loss in a row where we could point to Buddy and be like, you know, he's he's got to be better for us to win. And, you know, he did sit for seven minutes and... 
um, Goodine came in. And, you know, I mean, Goodine did okay, I guess. He just he kind of just held his own. He, he has nothing on the stat sheet. He was 0 for 1 from the field in, in seven minutes um, with three fouls. But what, what do you say about, I mean, what's coach supposed to do at the top there and you, and, and you, and you take Buddy away? I mean, what's he going to do? He just has no options. I mean, Buddy has to play. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I kind of liked what he did a little bit there because I think that Gadine has had some some confidence as of late, and I was hoping he'd be able to come in and, and, do, and do something. Uh, he gave him seven minutes, and he really didn't do too much with him. So if the other guy's not going to come in and do it, then, hey, maybe sitting him will – knock some sense into him, get him back into the game and see if he can't make a, a, a jumper or something like that. And he was close a couple of times and some open ones that he usually drains. Uh, so a couple of wide open ones, man, kind of like, you know, get to square up, catch your breath, get your footing and, you know, something that should be drained pre-warm up type stuff. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was just a little off, man. But um, you want to flop to go hit, hit me up with the uh, Facebook one. We'll, we'll try to go jockey back and forth here. Uh, yeah. So, Going to uh, Steve on Facebook just to hit up some of the Buddy ones. Uh, first time ever Buddy was taken out of a game twice since, question mark, question mark. If everyone played a good game, we could beat anyone. This should have been a win, if only. Yeah, well, I mean. And, yeah, yeah so there's that one, and there's also uh, another one <laughs> that um, – Kevin from Facebook, Buddy Beheim 0 for 7, had little positive effect on the game. His last two games have been awful. I mean, he hasn't been great. What is he? He's 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 10 points and like 4 for 22 maybe, something like that, past two games. I could add it up real quick. But, yeah, he's not been good. He's not been good. Should have, would have, could have had it. I, You know, when we should win, I feel like we should. If you want to come down and say, well, we should have won that game, we absolutely should have won that game. It could, I mean, and if Hughes makes that three, it goes into overtime. Right. So, and, and you know, it's a whole other ball game. Then and we, we don't know what's going to happen because, I mean, it didn't happen. Well, we can sit here and speculate all we want. But um, at the end of the day, the team was in position to win this game without Buddy really doing anything. I mean, he did have a, he did have a key, uh, what was it? He had a key steal at the, uh, towards the end of that game, though, um, which... You know, we didn't, I don't think I don't even think we capitalized on it, but um, yeah, you know, so he he's doing a couple, of, he's doing things like that. He's gonna do what he can. He's just I don't, you know, he's just in a slump. I mean, we just went through this with Joe Girard. Joe Girard just came out of a slump. All of a sudden, right. all of a sudden, he scores fifty two points in 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 two games. Like, you know, where did that come from? So yeah, and it's just yeah, it's but this whole year has been a case of kind of like that. Like none of them are. You know, they're not hitting – Elijah doesn't score anything, but Buddy scores 18 points. And then the next half, it's, it's reversed, you know. And you're getting games where you're getting 40-plus uh, points combined with Hughes and, and Bayheim, but, yeah, no other help. So you're struggling. And then sometimes the games where they don't shoot good, all of a sudden you're getting points from Dolzhai and Gary are down low. And it's just, you know, now Gary, uh, Gerard and Hughes combined for 47. And all of a sudden, you know, Dolzhai is kind of – quieted down a little bit on the offensive end and and now buddy can't hit anything so it's just it's kind of crazy how it's just it's still to the point where nobody has like we haven't clicked like all cylinders you know in in one game no i don't think we have and by the way i checked buddy is four for 22 in the past two games in the in in the um nc state and Florida State game, oh for tw- or four for twenty two. So yeah, um, I mean maybe Georgia Tech, right? I mean we've had some games where we played good and had control of the game. There wasn't too many though. Well, Georgia Tech was the first like well played game of the season too. And, right. And you know if we can get clicking on all cylinders, then I don't think I think we could beat anybody. I think we could beat anybody when we're not. We could have beat Florida State. Florida State's a they're a Final Four contender. So yeah, well, um, and you have to put into a, you know account that they were missing their leading score as well. Were, Vassell didn't were. play all game too, so yeah, academic issue or something happened. So or um, team rule or something, yeah. Yeah, at Tony Staffieri on Twitter, death taxes. The nineteen twenty team finding ways to blow leads under three minutes in every half. 
Tony, I uh, buy. <laughs> buy because I, I I mean, I don't understand. They do it in the first half, they do it in the second half. And I, t- I asked Joe, I think I asked you off the air, Joe, do you think it's fatigue? I mean, what is it? Is it is it fatigue? Yeah, is, I mean, is it is it adjustments? I mean, what's going on? It's, it's again. Hard, it's hard to say, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's probably one of those things where obviously everyone wants to speculate, but it's probably a combination of a bunch of things that are all just kind of coming together. But um, yeah, I mean, legs could definitely be a part of it. I mean, I hate to do. I'd hate to. I'd hate to blame it on one thing, and I don't want to speculate, you know, because, I mean, like Coach said, we have finished out games and, and stuff like that. We have but. four of them. We've lost more than we've finished out. And like Coach said, and, and, and to the point of bring, even bringing this up is, is exactly where I wanted to go. Coach says, you know, well, they don't have trouble finishing out games because they've, they've won four of them, but, um, you know, you're not going to win them all. Now, I agree you're not going to win them all, but they have had trouble finishing games. Like... Yeah. I, I can't think of another time where this team has been this close at the end of this many games and just come up short. And, I mean, maybe it's happened, but it doesn't feel like it's, it's happened any time recent. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they have had trouble closing out games. They've had trouble closing out halves, and to Tony's point. And, and that's kind of what, you know, I'm on that because that's one thing I've noticed. I, th- I think I brought up to you, Joe, a couple, maybe three games ago. It's just, yeah. it's just they're just having trouble closing halves out, and it's frustrating. Yeah, and I don't know if it is the coaching and we having to, you just wanting to slow it down because you do see the offense kind of change a little bit. Uh, I'd like to, you know, I would love to be able to go back and see how many of those situations or game situations had something to do with maybe someone he's resting at the end of the half because of foul trouble or somebody that gets fouled out because of foul trouble, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have something to do with it, and obviously legs could have something to do with it too. Uh, again, it's probably a situation where it's a combination of a bunch of things, like we said, but obviously there's more obvious ones that people are going to want to probably blame well, for when, that. When, so. the, when the team, when the team. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion 
while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Team is... is... Um, on the cusp of winning a lot of games, and on the cusp of they're not even they're they're on they're the game between the Orange and the Wolf Pack that was a fight to get on the bubble. Like they're not even on the bubble. Like that was a fight to get on the bubble that and and, and even be yeah. considered. So it's just frustrating for us as fans, and that's when you get when it brings out it, it highlights these these negative things. Because you can look to these negative things and be like, well, if this, then we wouldn't be in this situation. So, of course, we're going to, you know what I'm saying? So, no, yeah. Anyway. And and to go to your comment, we don't have to talk too much about it, but it's similar. So, top fan Brandon from Facebook, the Orange has got to have some type of record at this point with having the lead with three minutes left and losing the game. My prediction is NIT invite a number two or three seed. And, and by the way, both of those comments, talking about the three minutes at the end of halves, one was Twitter, one was Facebook. <laughs> so just, just yep. saying. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I, and this isn't a negative thing. I said this back when this team first started playing together, and it just didn't look good, and we were wondering where this team was going to be. We knew it was going to be fun to watch, but I didn't really have high hopes for them making the tournament. And then they started playing really good, and I'm like, man, this team can can come back and make the tournament. I'm st- I'm I've just never got above I never got above hold on that one if it was buy sell or hold and I I never got above hold, so I'm not disappointed I'm okay with with the NIT look it's still possible to make the NCAA tournament but if they make the NIT well then freaking I'm gonna we're gonna be here talking about it and we're gonna enjoy yeah. enjoy it um you know it's still a tournament it sucks but you know it is what it is so yeah. you just just let's hope we get something. For crying out loud, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's some teams that 
I mean, like again, we've been a spoiled fan base. There's a lot of yeah, teams yeah, out there okay. that struggle to get into the to the NCAA tournament and would love the chance to even be able to sniff the NIC tournament. You know, so True. it doesn't happen for everybody. And to have <clears throat> this young a team with a lot of the, the returning players coming in and stuff like that, uh, I think the NIT and playing extra games after the regular season and after the ACC tournament, um, no matter what they are, it's, it's good for the growth of the team. Yeah, and it's more orange basketball. You know, I do remember. Yep. I do remember um, a a and a, the first. I think it was the first year we did this podcast. They went to the NIT and lost the first game. Is that right? Did that happen? I think it did. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, if we get above that, I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, um, again, you just have. I don't know. We can get into it. I don't. Do you have? Do you have one? Because I have one. Um, I got I got another one right here. Let's see. Um, at the big E underscore two two eight, a loss. I don't believe in moral victories because they don't register in the standings. I totally agree. I don't believe in moral victories either. Um, I think the future is bright. Buddy and JG three are only going to get better, but unfortunately, the season as a whole is a throwaway. Now, a little bit of an emotional response. I believe I I I agree with everything. That he says, I don't believe in moral victories either. Um, I believe a W is a W and a loss is a loss. Whether it was fought hard or not, it doesn't matter. Um, Buddy and JG3 are going to get to play together for another two years after this season. And they're going to be, at some point, they're going to be, when Buddy's a senior and, and Joe's a junior, it's going to be it's going to be amazing to watch, I believe. But uh, I don't think the, the, right. the season is a throwaway. While it's still alive, I like to keep hope alive, Joe, like we say. Uh, but it looks grim. It looks grim. <laughs> I'm just going to say. It does look grim. And, and with uh, at the big E underscore 228 and the emotional response there, uh, I don't blame him one bit. What do you think? No. No, I mean, I, I understand the emotional response is 100%. But, again, uh you can't look at it as a throwaway, obviously. Uh, we knew coming in that it was going to be a rough season and that we had a lot of new guys coming in, with new roles and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, how many people thought that Elijah Hughes would even be as good as he is, right, or Buddy or the way that – but now, you know, expectations grow, so now you expect it to happen every single game and don't understand that, you know, still sophomores and freshmen, a lot of them out there. Yeah. You know, so, for, I mean, I, I remember looking – and watching and, and they made a you know they were playing right there with Florida State and I looked out there and there was uh Gerard and Godine and Guerriere all out there right so it was just like I mean we had three true freshmen out there at one point and I mean just to see these guys and, and where they've come from from the beginning of the year I just don't it's very uh confusing to me because there's a lot of people that don't that don't think that uh coach is, is really that you know coach every time he loses and all that kind of stuff you know there's always the questioning of the coaching and all that stuff right yeah what do you think so it's just it's well it's crazy to me how just like there's some people out there that think that he's just the reason we're losing is because of coaching and then there's other people that actually understand the situation and think that it's one of his better coaching jobs so well that's a that's a great point joe because what we started to see, what we what we saw at the beginning of the year, and what we're seeing now is a totally different product. It looks like a totally different team. It looks like this, the team at the beginning of the year could have been this team next year. Now, you know, I mean, they, right. they came so far so fast. In my opinion, um, at one point, I mean, right when ACC play came full swing, we were like, you know, they they ripped off five wins in a row. I mean, they did a fantastic job. They were going into UVA and beating UVA. They went into Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame. They went to Virginia Tech and beat Virginia Tech. The way that yeah. Coach has, has, has managed the team and done what he's done and is still figuring things out um, just, you know, a couple of weeks ago when he had to put Buddy at it forward. And he's like, you know, it worked out pretty good. I might use this again. I mean, he's still figuring things out. So I think he's doing a great job. I mean, he pulled the team out of the depths of hell. I mean, let's be honest, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. Mean, yeah. Which it's goes to the next message or comment, I should say. Dominic on Facebook. Uh, Gerard Dominic? is playing great. Great to see Hughes back. Dolzhai played awesome and aggressively finishing with some dunks. 
This is a young team. This has been a rebuild project because of the sanctions. Coach Beheim's best job in a long time. Oh, Let's win the go. NIT. Yeah, Dominic already on the NIT bandwagon, and and that's fine. I'm not going to give up on it yet, even though I think it's probably where where we're headed. Um, but yeah, if they got to if they got to be there, I'm still going to be wearing my orange. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I mean, it is what it is. So, um, yeah. You know, and how about some of those Gary? How about some of the alley oops that were thrown up yesterday? How about Gary A throwing down the hammer a couple times, and Dolajai throwing down the hammer one time? I mean, it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. If that was in the dome, it would have blown the roof off of it. New construction mm-hmm. and all. So, oh yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm awesome wondering stuff. when I saw Dolajai, he took when he, I mean, he dribbled, took it to the hole, and dunked. Right? Like I'm like, where that? Where's that been? Yeah, because that's been I mean, some of that's been there. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you just, I, I don't know. You wish the aggressiveness was there all the time because there's certain times when Sidibe and and uh, Gary Air and them they just go up and they kind of go in a little bit softer than they probably should. When they can probably end up with dunks and there they are struggling to try to get layups because of just how they're going up. So to be able to see some of that. Oh, you can definitely tell that the confidence, obviously, we know that it's it's been there. So, yeah. And, and what would an episode of the Cuse Militia podcast be without a little bit of talk about uh, play block our charge with Dolajai? Dolajai's third foul. Dude gets bowled over <laughs> and they call the block. I thought he was set, Joe. I don't know, man. It looked like a charge to me. But what do you remember it? You know what I'm talking about? Uh Oh gosh! I yeah. just, I just, I wish that he would just not try that. Like sometimes, well, yeah. You think he tries too hard to get charges? Yes, sometimes instead of just like playing I'm defense. Sure, I'm not sure he was trying for that one though. I'll be honest. I get what I under. I'm a, I'm with you 100 percent though. He he does try for that call a lot, and he does he gets it maybe 25 percent of the time. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and 100 percent of the time he lands on his back. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, right. He gives up his body, man. He sacrifices his body quite a bit for for this team and for us fans. That's so, what I'm saying. He doesn't yeah. need to all the time. I, I know he doesn't. He doesn't. But he loves it, man. It's his game. Whatever. You don't look uh, like he loves it. <laughs> At Q's Waterboy on Twitter, Hughes was a total stud battling through the pain, and JG3 has become a. a go-to guy for this team we have the talent and grit to play with anyone just need to learn how to close out games i don't know what hex is on buddy but he's ice cold and really needs to shake this slump so yes um tony has a way of putting stuff so yeah he summed up the whole game right there um and Absolutely. Uh, Buddy will come out of the slump. We talked about that. We were wondering when Joe, I mean, look, didn't look like Joe Girard was going to come out of his slump, did it? And we talked about that a couple minutes ago, uh, 52 points in, in two games. And, you know, Buddy will come out. But when will they hit on all cylinders? I don't know, Joe. But if they do, coming down the stretch, it would be the time. You know, who knows? You know, every phase of the season, this team seems to step it up. And maybe heading into ACC uh, tournament play, um, we see another level. Who knows? It's possible. Yeah, anything is possible. And like I said, it's we've seen little glimpses of pretty much everybody on the team and, and what they can do. It's just how are we going to mesh it all together and get it to work at the same time. And I think that we, like again, we've talked about, we can beat anybody uh, when when that happens. Yeah, um, you got another one. Well, yeah, some of what, yeah. This is this one's kind of weird because to me, I don't want to say that. Well, again, sometimes it's tough, but we'll, we'll hit it up. So Peter on Facebook played hard as usual. No one to finish. Their size inside can't compete. Point guard also a huge problem. Gerard takes too many bad shots in critical times instead of getting Hughes and no one screening for Bayheim. These are the two players who should have ball at crunch time, not Gerard shooting 30 foot jump shots with the hand in his face. Well, sounds like I mean, we got ourselves a little Gerard hater. <laughs> Peter, not for anything. If you're not on Facebook reading comments consistently, Peter is tough. He's very he's very critical. I wouldn't say he's always negative, but he's pretty critical. Uh, Gerard five for twelve from three. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. That's like forty. Oh, the way they've been like shooting, one of ten. Yeah, and, and yeah. the way that Buddy was shooting. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm okay with that. Gerard's going to make some of those shots with hands in his face. He's done it all year. I, I almost don't have, like, you can say that Joe takes some bad shots once in a while. I'm not going to deny that. He definitely does. Right. But I don't think I'm ever going to be mad at him for taking that shot because he makes some of those bad shots. So, I mean, I don't know. What the hell? He's you know, <laughs> And Elijah takes bad shots sometimes and Buddy takes bad yeah, shots yeah, sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I don't get mad at those guys for that. I thought like like maybe there was a – what game was it when Hughes took a, took a three and he didn't need to? Like, was that NC State? No, because no, I'm not playing that game. There's probably a couple of them. He's got the ultimate green light, but yeah. Um, no, I mean, I just I think there has been times, and I think that Joe Girard, uh, he's gone in through his slumps, and there's been times where he's kind of been okay with giving the ball to Elijah and Buddy and letting them do it because they've been they've been shooting good and making shots and stuff. But as soon as Elijah was out the other uh, against NC State, uh, and then going into this game. It's just almost like you've seen something different, you know, and Joe's not that guy that's going to sit around and wait for somebody to Joe's a leader. That's why. Well, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is this buddy up? I don't know when I started noticing it in the NC State game, but there were certain points in the NC State game and then definitely against Florida State where he was kind of after a certain point when he doesn't hit, he kind of I don't want to say gives up, but he starts to lose confidence and he's lost confidence the last couple of games. You've seen it to where. He doesn't drive even when there's got an open lane. He's passed up a couple open shots. He's 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 deferred to Joe instead of the other way around. And Mm -hmm. Joe is seeing that lack of confidence, and he's not. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna take advantage of it. Uh, He's the one that's been hot. He's been the one that's been making shots, and he's the one that's gonna attack. Uh, If he's the one that's confident, he's the one that's gonna have to take the shots. So, Joe's a stud, Uh, man. Joe's a stud. Not Joey G. Well, not this Joey G. Joe Girard's a stud, and he's a leader. He's going to do that. He's going to do that, and leaders come through. You know, So I don't think there's ever going to be a game where you're going to see – well, maybe there already has, but uh, where you're going to see – there definitely has in non-conference. But um, c- coming down for the rest of the year, if, you're not, if, if one of those guys isn't hot, I'm going to be shocked. You know, it just seems like we can't get them together. I know that right. um, there was a couple times in non-conference play where we were saying, oh, my gosh, you know, we need at least one of them. I think I remember even having that conversation. But um, anyway, I think I got one more. You got time for one more, Joe? Yeah, yeah, I got I got one more, too. But OK. All right. Well, here we go. Um, I don't think this will take long. At HDC2DC, Hannah on uh, Twitter. Not that this is why we lost, but if Buddy hits two shots, we win. Right? Okay. Uh, I don't blame him. There are so many other things that uh, if they had gone differently, we would have won. But we did get a lot of calls and no calls. We don't usually get lost by three to a good team, kind of proud. So um, I didn't think the, I wasn't upset with any of the officiating, really, except for the one I brought up to you about Dolzai. But, you know, it's easy for for her to look at this and say, if Buddy hits two shots, we win this game. And, and that's how I look at it. I mean, obviously, negative 18 on the boards, um, you know, that's where you lost the game, you know, quite possibly. There's just some, there were so many little one-offs you could point to um, that, you know, you could point to for losing the game. But kind of proud of this team for losing by three to, to a top 10 team. Like I said, they, this team has not given up. Um, at Cuse Waterboy mentioned the grit and, and determination of this team. They clawed their way back from 11 down to play in a hostile and playing in a hostile environment against a, against a solid team. And they mm-hmm. were, they were down a player, but I mean, you know, still a far superior as far as, as far as athleticism and talent goes, still a far superior team. And we, and we hung with them. So, yeah. And it's funny that you, that you picked that comment, out of Twitter because my last one uh, kind of similar um, tie from Facebook. Uh, are we going to ignore the fact that the officiating was terrible? You guys are, are so quick to blame a player when they have one bad game. FSU was clearly already a better team to begin with, so can't be mad in the effort. Yeah, it can't be mad. So no, and, it's and, funny that you say that because you know <laughs> it wouldn't be a show without uh, us reading a comment about officiating or talking about that either, right? I know, but what do you think about the officiating? I thought. Um, Corey Alexander's broadcasting was far worse than the officiating. 
Oh God, yeah. Was he 100%. awful or what? He's so yeah. he's so annoying, dude. I don't so even. Bad. <laughs> I don't understand why. So I tried. I don't to watch, know. Maybe I, it's because we're like we're not like an original ACC team. So there's yeah, like the old players that like kind of hate on us or something, you know. But he played for UVA, right? Well, yeah, they're oh, they're ACC. Well, I know, but I'm just saying it's like okay, but why? So just everybody, he seems biased. I'll say that. So maybe you're right. He yeah, plays, he's probably naturally ACC biased. Right? Yeah. See, that sucks. I feel like we get a lot of that, honestly. You know, and you know who I like the most doing our games, who I like listening to the most, is Jay Billis. And he played for Duke. Like, I love Jay Billis. And my brother's oh, yeah. a Duke fan. He can't stand him. He's unbiased. That's right? probably why. Right? I think he's <laughs> I think he's fair. He's down the middle. So, anyway. Um, yeah, they're clearly a more talented team. We talked about how tough it was going to be to win that, right? So, it's just, it's with me, the officiating is sometimes I feel like we get kind of like BS makeup calls that really don't matter. I mean, they might add up and then we get to one and ones or something like that. Right. But, um, we're speaking of one and ones, Elijah Hughes missing that front end of that one and one kind of killed us too. But, um, but yeah, it's like they won't make the calls. I, cause I feel like there was a couple of times when Dolzhai or Gary went up and they didn't call anything, um, where he went up and yeah. you try to shoot around yeah. the basket and they, yeah. nothing was called, yep. you know, but then they would call a little, ticky tack hand check or something mm-hmm. and and you know it would eventually make the fouls look pretty even but that's the one thing sometimes when i look back is that we don't get the the calls when we're like going up there trying to you know maybe get someone to follow trouble or, or make an and one or get to the free throw line but then you know they call a little hand check foul for like our fifth foul that it's just, just has nothing you know yeah Totally. Uh, one more real quick because because just because at Orange Cop 44, my opinion seals the deal in the NCAA tournament, but no one can say this team quit. Absolutely right. I just thought it's fair point. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, Tim on Twitter makes it as well. Uh, I don't know if it seals the deal in the NCAA tournament. I still think we have this one last shot. So thank you for everybody who participated in fan feedback. Obviously, that's what makes the show. So we appreciate it. And that one last shot that I am talking about. Syracuse heads to Louisville to take on the, for now, number five Louisville Cardinals on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. The game will be on ESPN. The all-time series sits at 18-10 and 10 in favor of Louisville. Syracuse is currently on a two-game win streak since Botino left. Uh, as a former Big East foes, Syracuse and Louisville, they played 13 times. Uh, the series sits at 9-4 and four in favor of the Cardinals. They did meet in the Big East tournament twice, both times in the finals, and Louisville came, came away victorious from both of those games. So uh, it's been a rough go against Louisville, to say the least. But, um, <clears throat> you know... The rankings are probably going to change, as we talked about. So they're because Louisville is coming off a loss against unranked Clemson, seventy-seven to sixty-two. So you know we face um, Florida State. They came off a loss against Duke. Now we're going to have to face Louisville coming off a loss against Clemson. Louisville um, has the second-ranked offense in the ACC with 74.8 points a game. The fourth-ranked defense in the ACC only allowing 64.6 points a game and the second-highest win margin um, with 10.9. Louisville is led by 6'7", 225-pound junior forward Jordan Nwora. Uh He's averaging 18.2 points a game, and that's good enough for second in the ACC behind none other than Elijah Hughes. He has 18.9 points a game. He's also uh, second on the team, averaging in rebounds bounce per game with 7.3 behind Dwayne Sutton who has 8.4. So Joe, Noir is about, he's just about doubling up the next highest score in Louisville in uh, Stephen Enoch who's averaging 9.9 points a game. Um, and Clemson won by shutting down Jordan Noir. So um, he, he, in his 30 minutes that he played. So that's all we have to do, right? Should be, should be easy. Yeah, should be really easy. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. Just <laughs> uh, a fantastic, fantastic player, but you know th- it is a very balanced team minus him, right? I mean, the dude's the star of the team. He, yeah. he plays at a very high level. The defense is great. 
for Louisville. That's another thing, you know, we could struggle with. But, um, you know, it's just tough. It's always, you know, in Sutton, by the way, um, I think he went for 18 against Clemson because they were so focused on Jordan Noir. So, um, no, you know, somebody had to do something. Right. You can you can get burned, is my point. Right. Yeah, well, they're definitely not going to be ranked fifth come tomorrow. Monday. Right. So um, that's going to definitely fall. They haven't really fallen that far as far as Ken Palm in the, the net rankings. They're still, uh, I believe, fifth or sixth in the net rankings right now. I think like 12 in Ken Palm, something like that. So uh, they're definitely uh, – this is this is the issue right now, all right? So as if we need them to have any type of like Motivation. more ammo or more, you know, the reason to come out and, and beat us because uh, we did talk about how we beat them last year and Nora had a bad game. Well, Nora had a really bad. There's a reason why he's not first in um, in scoring in the ACC, game. and that's because Elijah just passed him on Saturday because because of the game that he had. Twenty two so, points to five points. Right. So again, um, and also Louisville, they're, they're on a two game losing streak, losing at Georgia Tech, losing at Clemson. So those are two games on the road that, according to Ken Palm, have top 30 uh, adjusted defenses. And I think that's really what you what you saw is is Louisville uh, having shown a little bit of their limitation going against defenses that can guard, you know, top 30 defenses that are just in your face. Uh, tough. Um, and are going to make you make you fight for it. We know all about, um, you know, all about those teams. Well, not Georgia tech yet because, uh, I know we beat them, but Alvarado wasn't playing. They're a different team with him there. Yep. So, but Clemson, um, we had that whole at Clemson, uh, experience. So we know all about that. And, um, yeah, this is going to be a team that is going to want to, they're going to be out for, for a W man. Yeah. They, they, they're going to be at home. Okay. They, they lost, to Clemson at Clemson, um, they 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 have they're in a spot where you know you know they're they're in good shape. I think they're ninth in the net, and Syracuse is sixty fifth. By the way, yep. So, um, you, you know they're in good shape, but they're they're going to want to win at home. They need a win. They're on a two game lose streak. That's what's da- that's what's dangerous uh, coming into this game. I always hate, I know it's a it's kind of one of those just. Um, I don't know what you want, like a superstitious thing, but it's it's really right. not though. Really, it's not. I don't think. I do think that motivates teams to win. Losing a couple games like that, especially like to Georgia Tech and Clemson. I mean, they're not even ranked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, I mean, it all depends because they didn't really shoot the three ball that well, and um, you know, it's sometimes slumps or sometimes teams they hit these skids where. Um, they go through these kind of things, right? So we don't really know if there's anything that's going on internally or um, certain injuries or, you know, you never know what's going on. So who knows? That might still be an issue and still trickle down. And the problem with this team, you know, the problem that we have, we're going to have with this team, just like the Florida States or a lot of these other teams, is that they're a lot deeper and that they're going to come in waves, right? So, you know, Jordan, Jordan Norris is there, right? And Stephen Enoch, he's 6'10", Dwayne Sutton. Only six five, but he's their second best rebounder, and you saw what he did uh, yesterday against Clemson. And then you got uh, Malik Williams, who's a six eleven forward that, that comes off the bench too, right? So I mean, they have size that they just throw at you in waves. And then with their with their guards, I mean, David Johnson, Darius Perry, Ryan McMahon, uh, even down to Lamar Kimball, and even uh, Samuel Williamson. Uh, they just go deep. They have a lot of guys that. I mean, all these, all those guys are just named average at least 14, 15 minutes a game. Yeah, so, there's, there's nine of them, and in, in, in five of them are guards that, yeah. that that play at least 15 minutes a game. Right. So, I mean, Jordan Nora and, and Ryan McMahon are the leaders as far as three-point shooting and stuff like that. So, again, we're probably going to have to make them choose one way or another because – the way that we play our 2-3 zone, if they want Jordan Nora playing on the outside taking threes, then that means they're going to probably go big and just do two guard sets if they want to go that route. But most likely he'll be at the free throw line and they'll have Enoch in there with Sutton and then a couple other guards. And, um, I mean, really, we just got to – again, it's it's going to be the same thing. I mean, it's it's what we're starting to see. So as the seasons go, season goes along, you know, you, you could start to notice – the trends because so do other teams and the coaches and that's what they start to do. Right. So that's why 
Buddy Beheim, I think, is starting to um, fall off a little bit because when you were playing against some of these, you know, very tough defensive teams that got these athletes, they've learned how to play against him. They've learned how to defend him. They've learned how to attack us and knows they know our limitations in in the bottom as far as our big men and getting rebounds and foul trouble. And now teams do know that we do have an issue sometimes if, if we move, if they move the ball around and they're patient enough and they move the ball around fast enough with passes, then we have an issue with closing out on three point uh, shooters and, and teams are shooting a pretty good percentage against us there. Yeah. 44% and, in the last two games, by the way. NC, right. well, well, what was NC State? I'm sorry. It was uh, 44% for... No, NC State, they both shot the same, 11 for 25. Oh, okay, both yeah, games. both 44%. Yep. Right. Yep. And when we're shooting the percentages that we are in three-point, I mean, that's... So you're talking about we're going to have to shoot 45 to 50% every single game. It's really difficult and, to and, do. and shoot double-digit three-pointers just to come back and, and kind of just offset the rebounding and the second chance points and, and their three-point shooting, that's going to be tough. In Louisville, already good shooting the three ball. They're averaging as a team 38.3%. And right. you, mentioned, you mentioned McMahon. Um, he's at 42%, 42.7 by himself, and Norris yeah. at 42.1 by himself. Yeah. So that's high. That's playing at a high level right there. Yeah. So, And their defense too, Joe. I mean, their defense is no joke either. So, yeah, um, no, I mean, Ken Palm still got them, uh, them ranked 42nd as far as adjusted defense. And we're up in the 120s. So, yeah, we're 20 something in, in offense and they're like 11th or 12th. So, again, it's a situation where it's becoming, I mean, people want to, if you want to blame Gerard for taking bad shots or for Buddy not making anything or even, you know, the offense down low, uh, I mean, what? How many? How many years has it been since we've been when we like are scoring in the average of like the seventies, and we're playing? You know, we're losing games. You, yeah, you would think to, we'd be we're losing games, games eighty to seventy-seven, and blaming yeah. our offense. Yeah, no. yeah, we gotta get like, stops. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing: it's been a long time since Syracuse had a slow start, and that's what worries me about this game. Um, getting a slow start right off the bat, but. You know what? This look. Put it this way: it, you take this game, win or lose. You got five games. You got to win, okay? And ride some momentum going into the going into the uh, NCAA turn or the, uh, the ACC tournament. But dude, you got UNC now. That's coming on. Okay, they're much better than they were. Obviously, without Cole Anthony, well. it's apparent. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna be trouble. They're gonna be trouble. It's gonna be at the dome. It's gonna be trouble. But I still think they're beatable. But Pitt at home too, is I mean they just got crushed by Duke. But or no, that was that was Notre Dame. It's gonna be at Pitt. Yeah, it's at Pitt. Yeah, it's gonna be at Pitt. Which is a which is you know you Pitt is they are who they are, which is mediocre. But that place is tough to play at, man. I think it's tougher than oh, yeah. playing. It's that's tougher than playing in Tallahassee. I think. Yeah. Without a doubt. And again, I mean, I know Georgia Tech, that's the game I'm going to. It's a home game, but they're a different team with Jose Alvarado in there. And uh, just earlier, I just Hose. watched Boston College beat NC State. And so, I mean, Boston College is seven and eight in the ACC. Yeah. So a team that we, that I thought was going to be bottom of the barrel, you know, that we beat pretty handily at home. We're going to have to go to Boston College. And, and win a game there, which uh, NC State couldn't do today. Yeah, I mean, so, just, a, just a few games ago, we're looking at the last five games going, oh, we're good to go. Looks easy. It ain't. It ain't easy. They could drop one or two of those games easily. Oh, yeah. So, I mean. Well, and again, we've we've gotten to the point. Remember, you know, we used to do the buy or sell. We used to talk about, you know, we're both of these games must wins or we're, you know. Yeah. Just one of them, yeah. and then it all depended on you know NC State and Wake Forest, and we ended up losing NC State. I would almost, like I said, barring a huge run in the ACC tournament, this is as close to a must win as is. Is, is the game well, against? Florida they're pretty State. much all must wins at this point. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They're all must wins right now. That's my point. You got UNC. You got Boston College. You got Pitt. You got Louisville. Those are those four out of the last six. We could dump. So, 
we'll see what happens, you know. But yeah. um, and, and, and you, it'd be even better too if Louisville hadn't lost the last two games. Right? I know. I hate that. Because sometimes yeah, you can sneak up on. Yeah, they're good. They know they're good. It's at home. Mm-hmm. But when you got a team that's playing with pure desperation, sometimes those are the the most dangerous teams. And and we are going to be that team on Wednesday. Uh, you know, I felt like we were almost that on, on Florida State the way that Elijah was trying to will that win. Um, but not everybody kind of has that killer instinct and can come together and make it happen. And we couldn't against Florida State. And man, I, I hope that they got enough in the tank to do it, to do yeah. it on Wednesday. And, man. Ri- and ride the momentum in and into Georgia Tech at home. You know, you get to relax right. a little bit. Um, so, you know what? Buddy comes back on Wednesday. Buddy's back. That's what I say. I say, that's what I say. But we win? I don't know. But buddy, but buddy, pissed buddy, off buddy, Louisville team. Yeah, but Buddy comes back. So, anyways, that's it. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I guess Joe didn't do his quadrant records. I assume because he didn't talk about him, and he's got it, <laughs> and he's got a eating grin on his face right now. So, <laughs> so I'm just gonna assume that it's a long that, weekend, man. I had a lot to do. That, so I'm gonna assume that that didn't happen. So we'll get those to you as soon as we can. It's maybe I'll assumption. tweet. Maybe I'll tweet them out and put them on Facebook. Um, but listen to James. James throws them out once in a while too. So James Zuba at James Zuba on Twitter. Um, so anyway. Thank you to all of you for listening. Look, we're going to try to come back here. Um, there might be some some issues um, as Joe's going to be uh, a little busy back in the queues for the Georgia Tech game. So, hey, if you're in the Dome, look for Joe. Look for Joe. I don't know if you'll find him, but maybe he'll find you. Yeah. He knows it's not him. like a where's Waldo situation, okay? Like- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you'll find him. Maybe he'll find you. Uh, anyways. That's all we got. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag right now. Use the promo code CHAIR. Double your first deposit. And um, that's it, I think. Thanks to James on guitar. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast. The fan's voice with Sean and Joe.